Welcome to Navigating the Spectrum with Michelle Portlock. I'm your host, Michelle Portlock, and I'm so happy to have you with us today. Today, I will be interviewing Sheila Riley. And prior to her time at Star Academy, Sheila worked as a Waldorf Charter School Administrator for nine years, overseeing all aspects of school operations and directing the special education program at her site. She is a firm believer in education that integrates the arts and supports the unique learning needs of each child. Sheila's background includes over 20 years of business, education, and healthcare management. She has a bachelor's degree in marketing, is a registered nurse, has completed a significant portion of her MBA coursework. A longtime resident of Sonoma County, Sheila is enjoying the rugged beauty, hiking trails, and great coffee houses in Marin. So Sheila, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure, Michelle. Great to be here. I So I reached out to Sheila. We were connected through a mutual acquaintance and I reached out to her and I just was drawn to Sheila. Sheila is very level and knowledgeable and open and just easy to communicate with. And we decided what we what we decided we wanted to mostly focus on is um, post high school experience and opportunities. But first, I want to talk about um, some of her experiences at Star Academy. So Sheila, Star Academy used to have a tagline that read small school, big program, but it's changed to understanding differences, expanding opportunities. So what was behind the change? <laughs> That's a great question, Michelle. Um, what I found, I've been at Star for five years, and what I found when I got there was one of the most um, pressing needs that I saw was after students would leave our setting, which is a small setting where it's lots of specialization in terms of academic support, social supports, occupational therapy supports, parents and students didn't really know what came next, didn't have a clear plan for what the future and next steps looked like. Maybe they were going to a less restrictive high school setting, maybe they were graduating, but it seemed to be that there was this gap that happened after they left our school and planning for the future. And I thought we can, we can help them, we can do better here. And so we wanted to really help parents and students focus on how the runway and the options for them, the opportunities available were broader than what they were seeing. So we switched from that previous tagline to understanding differences, expanding opportunities. And it really was the ethos from which we worked, knowing that our students are with us temporarily and our job is not only to help remediate what the challenges are in the moment, but to build the runway for what happens over the course of their lifetime. So that's how we operate now. I actually love that you use the term runway. It makes me think of, you know, they're just getting started. They're getting ready to take off. They're getting ready to launch. And so you're essentially helping these students launch into adulthood, which is what I want to ask you next. So that was a great segue. <laughs> so how do you help students launch into adulthood? Sure, it comes in a variety of ways. And we serve right now students from grade three, so about nine, eight, nine-year-olds, all the way up through age 22. 
And whether we're working with a third grader or a 12th grader, some of the most critical characteristics that we work with every day is helping the students understand themselves, understand their learning differences, and what they need in order to remain regulated and accessing the curriculum. Now, what that conversation looks like with an eight-year-old is obviously really different than a teenager, sure. but the idea is the same, is helping them understand and really know who they are, how they learn, what their struggles are without shame and without stigma associated with it. Because if we can really imbue that, not only to the student, but also to the family, it allows our kids and our young adults to be able to access services that they're entitled to when they leave our setting, when they're out independently in the world. So we feel like that's probably the most critical thing that we do is help students understand themselves, their disabilities and their needs and also how to get those needs met. Well, I absolutely love that you say this because uh, one of the podcasts that I actually dropped right before this one, I think it's episode 27 with Spencer Gilbert, but he talked about himself and he's, he's an autistic adult and he is highly successful in the business world, but he still has struggles in everyday life. And the reason why I like what you're saying and the reason why I'm connecting this is because he actually said that he learned about himself through other people helping him learn about himself and through other specialists. And they were telling him, look, these are where your strengths lie. And when he trusted that and leaned into that, he realized, yes, it is. It is where my strengths lie. And now I know what to lean into. And I also understand where my weaknesses and my struggles are and how to help accommodate those in my everyday life. And so I love that you share that and that that is a really integral piece of what you're doing to prepare these kids for adulthood as they launch into adulthood. So I appreciate you sharing that. So I would also love to know what successes you've seen in the post high school space. Sure. Uh answering this question and circling back a little bit to the previous question. So in mm -hmm. addition to kind of knowing thyself, there's mm -hmm. also those critical important social skills, sometimes called soft skills in the business world. So we are constantly coaching and working with students on how to interact successfully, how to build and maintain meaningful friendships with peers, with adults in the community, how to navigate mm -hmm. tough conversations with teachers. So those social skills, you know, ability to work on a team, ability to navigate a social environment, as well as the organizational skills, like executive functioning skills. Mm -hmm. Those things are all wrapped up into how we prepare kids. And then that kind of leads into the successes that we've seen in the post high school space. So for example, it's a really different world when a student goes from high school to a college setting. Um, it's, we kind of say it as the four walls come down and it's a much broader experience for students. No longer do they have a scripted schedule from nine to three every day. They may have a two hour class in the middle of the day and then open time around that. So teaching students how to use their time well, how to really focus on what needs to happen, work backwards from that deadline teaching them to look at opportunities available on campus to connect socially, um, helping them maybe make social uh, connections with other students, set up lunch dates, those sorts of things are really important to the kids feeling successful. So some of the successes that, that we have seen is we start exposing the students when they're high schoolers 
to a college experience, um, probably the most successful thing we've done is having a dual enrollment program where our high school seniors enroll in a college class while still in high school. So they can have the support of their high school team as they navigate the homework, as they navigate the college campus. We have staff go on to campus with them and just see and feel what it's like to go from a class of 10 students to a class of 30 with a professor that they don't know well and doesn't know them well, how to get their accommodations in place and that sort of thing. There's a lot of learning. There's also, there are a lot of challenges. There's a lot of successes in that setting. Mm -hmm. And by the time students have navigated a high school, excuse me, a college campus and a college classroom and all of those broader social experiences, we see them stand up straighter. We see their, their level of what's possible for them really expand. We see them own this idea that they're a lifelong learner, that they belong, that there is a place for them in these academic settings, in these meaningful workplace experiences. We see them proudly wearing their junior college swag, you know, just like their siblings are doing. They're going to the bookstore and getting, you know, the lanyards, the t-shirts, the ball caps. Um, it's just amazing. And when I compare that to what I saw before we started exposing our students to college experiences, where the outcomes were much different, seeing kids mm -hmm. who had a lot of open free time, too many hours of video games, didn't seem to have a clear direction or focus. Um, the, the contrast is huge. And it's not always easy. I just want to really earmark that. It doesn't mean that it's success from day one. There is a lot of growth. And we tell parents and students, we're going to stretch your student and it's not always going to be comfortable or easy. Mm -hmm. And we see in October an uptick in the stress levels, but we see them build resilience. We see them acquire the problem solving skills and a lot of learning and confidence comes from that. So it's a beautiful thing. Um, we just, I, for example, uh, the other day I was in a meeting with one of IEP meeting with one of our post high school students. He was essentially running the meeting. I have never seen that with him. He was in the driver's seat. His parents were deferring to him. He's making the decision about where he goes next year and what he wants to work on. It's a complete shift from meetings in the past with him. So this idea, the self-determination, you hear that phrase a lot, mm -hmm. we see it in practice. Well, and what a powerful shift that is, because I think of the can I do to the I can do um, type feeling and that these kids are able to have and they're able to sit with those feelings and say, you know what, I can do this. I am capable. I've been taught. I have some experience. I feel some level of comfort. And I also know that if something comes up, that I might feel uncomfortable with, I can manage and I, I can navigate that. And I may need to reach out for help, but that's okay. That's part of navigating. We all do that, whether exactly. we're neurotypical or atypical, whatever we are, whatever kind of learner we are and how we function in the world, we all do that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so then my question is, well, first, what I want to say is, as I listen to you talk, all I can think of is, how do I get my 13-year-old son into Star Academy? <laughs> because I love everything you're saying, and I love the way you're explaining it, and there are just things that I feel he could benefit from. And yet, I know that there are programs here in Colorado outside of Star Academy, which is Star Academy, it's in San Francisco, and there's only one location, is that right? 
Uh, we're actually in Marin County, which is just north of San Francisco. And uh, there is one location currently. We are looking to expand, but it will be in the same area. So Sheila, I have one more question for you. And that is, what would you say to parents struggling to find a post high school opportunity for their child? Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, the first piece of advice and probably the biggest one is to start early, um, ask lots of questions and explore there will be more resources in your community than you probably think you have access to right now. Mm -hmm. um, another critically important piece is when a student turns 18 or when they get their diploma, the responsibility for decision-making and signing off on the IEP or legal documents really shifts from parents to student unless a student is legally conserved. And with that comes a fundamental um, shift in thinking and we move to what's called person-centered planning where the student really is the one making the decisions. They're more in the driver's seat. Of course, parents and, and family members are supporting still, but we really wanna empower the student to uh, take responsibility, to have their ideas put out on the table. Uh, and, and really look at it differently. I think for so many parents, we're so used to making those decisions, orchestrating our students' lives, really overseeing and holding and shepherding them. And it's a, it's a big shift when it comes to that time for us to step back and allow them to step forward. Even the most well-intentioned among us struggle with that piece. Mm -hmm. So start to wrap your head around that early. So when the time comes, it's a celebration and it's not a stressful time. How we embrace that moment will inform how our student feels ready to step up into that moment. So I'd say getting your mind around, working around that and looking towards that moment is important. Things we can do leading up to that moment to help our student feel ready are giving them opportunities to practice more independence, uh, more self-determination, uh, being more uh, of the lead in their lives. And it starts from everything from the small things like making their own dentist and doctor appointments to having their own bank account and managing money, um, having them start to set goals and start to think about what the options might look like for them. One of the most beautiful ways of putting this that I've read is to dignify your child's desires with high expectations. Mm -hmm. We know that what we what we hold to be possible for our child really informs how they feel about what might be possible. So, you know, have those, if, you're, if you, your child is interested in ongoing education, get, get uh, the materials, the print materials from different institutions in your area, go visit those places, um, go when there's students around, go to the cafeteria, go to the library, go to the bookstore, you know, have them really experience it that so they can start to vision themselves in those settings. Uh, there are a lot of, and this isn't just related to ongoing college, for some college isn't what they want to do after high school, for some they really want to go start working, they want a job connect with the resources in your community. Um, Department of Rehabilitation is a nationwide organization, making sure your students enrolled in that and has access to those services. Pulling in the team at your student's high school, um, asking what kinds of transition supports and services will they provide for their students? And specifically, what does that look like? What are the goals for your students in, uh, with regard to transition? Are those measurable goals? Does your student understand and resonate with those goals? 
Um, there are also other service providers like regional centers who provide lifelong services for students. And so does your student, are they eligible for that? Determining eligibility to these sorts of agencies, Department of Rehabilitation and regional centers before they leave high school is critical. You don't wanna be managing all of that at the same time the students managing the post high school setting. Mm -hmm. So again, that kind of harkens back to starting early, getting help, connecting with other parents. Um, and I also like to say, make it a family event, uh, make it this kind of exciting journey and time of exploration. The family goes to visit the college campuses. Everyone packs up in the car. Boy, it's wonderful when there's younger siblings, they get to see this, you know, as an 11, 12 year old to see their sibling exploring those college campus opportunities absolutely trickles down to them and what their expectations are going forward. I love that. I love everything that you've shared. I feel like there's so much information in there. And also, I want those listening to know that Sheila also sent me some really fantastic resources, and I will share those with you as well. And I appreciate the time that you've taken to share this with us today and just to be here. And I feel inspired and I feel like I'm more prepared for my own children's future. And I just appreciate who you are and what you're doing. So thank you so much, Sheila. You're welcome. No problem at all. It's my pleasure and my passion, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel that. I feel that from you. And I love it. I connect with that. So thank you to those that are listening. And you can find me on Instagram at navigating.the.spectrum. And I look forward to being with you shortly. Bye.